0: Good morning. I was going to say good morning, Baltimore, uh, but that's a song from um, what was that? Hairspray, and uh, I'd have to sing it, and that's not, that's not a strength of mine, but good morning. Uh, it is Thursday morning, and um, this is the first of all podcast where we talk about everything and nothing kind of all at the same time uh I'm not gonna explain that because there basically is no explanation but yeah it's uh it's entertaining I'll say that uh my name's McCarty I am one of the hosts Uh, my good friend Nate is also a host but he is not with us this this week Uh, and if you've listened to us before you know I usually get really pissed about that and you know he never really has a good reason to skip recording but uh this week is kind of my fault um I didn't really leave a lot of time to record last night, and don't have a lot of time to record today, and he doesn't either, so this is where we are. So I'm riding solo, Uh, I'm going to spit out just wonderful content, content that will change your life for the next 30 minutes-ish, 30-ish minutes, Um, and we're going to start with that right about now. So I don't I don't know I don't know why people people think babies are so cute. Uh, they all look like aliens to me. They look they all look the same. They all look the same until they're about two years old, really. I mean, the the biggest difference would be like hair color, but other than that, like you could walk through a hospital if you just had a baby and just like pick any of them. They all look the same, and no one would even know really, until they got about 16 and hit puberty and <clears throat> they might start growing you know facial features that look like one of their parents maybe or not if you pick the wrong baby up um i don't know why traffic happens i don't i don't get it if if everybody's driving in the same direction at the same speed how can we have traffic these are questions that i plan to ask god when i get to heaven you know i don't understand why construction projects get behind like, in my job, I'm not allowed to miss deadlines. You know, not that i like, get fired immediately because of it, but I do feel pressure to meet deadlines when they're given to me. Yet, construction projects always seem to be behind. Any kind of construction. You could be remodeling your bathroom in a, in a two-bedroom house, and it'll still get two months behind. And why, How is construction or, like, remodeling projects, how have they created this standard that it's just okay to be late? And those projects are probably more important than most things, I would say. They involve like structures and buildings that people will use. And that's never made sense to me. When you're a contractor, you just you're on your own schedule. You just do it you know, whenever you feel like getting it done, that's when you can get it done. I don't know how you establish that. I don't know how you establish a work culture that does that, but I would love to I would love to find out. Actually, I wouldn't. I actually take a lot of pride in being punctual and getting my work turned in on time because that's important to me. But it's really annoying when I see that other other types of industries can just be late. I don't know why the insert button is on a keyboard. This was actually from one of our very avid listeners Um, Rebecca in New Jersey. Um, she texted me and was like, you know, what's the insert button for, you know? And I I think she texted me because I kind of know everything. She was looking for a genuine answer and, and I don't know it. I really, I really don't. I had to ask her what the insert button does because I didn't know. I've seen it on a keyboard. Matter of fact, it's on there twice. And... I I don't know. I don't know what it does. I don't know why it exists. And and she told me it's the button. Everybody that's ever used a keyboard has experienced this. When you are typing, let's say you're, you're writing a paper in college or something and, or maybe even an email uh, and you're typing away. And then all of a sudden you like accidentally, like your finger slips or, you know, maybe your elbow hits the keyboard and you, you're like, ah, shoot. And then, You just keep typing, but then it starts like replacing stuff in front of what you typed. Let's say you had to go back and like edit a word that you misspelled and it starts replacing the letters as you try to backspace or that you, you know, you're retyping the word. It starts replacing stuff and it just keeps going down the sentence. So you basically have to retype the whole sentence for no reason. And you're like, why is this happening? It's something you're, I hit something. I don't know. I don't know what button it is. How do I get this off? And then you have to Google, like, you know, you don't even know what what sentence to use to Google, how to stop replacing letters in word. And then eventually you'll like figure out that it's the insert button and you have to press the insert button again and then it fixes. But like who has ever used that function for what it's supposed to be used for? Think about that. You've never intentionally used the insert button, especially because it makes no sense. The function of it makes no sense. It replaces like a whole, you type the letter A and it replaces the word, the letter S after. So now you got to type S again and then it just keeps replacing stuff. No one ever has used that feature. I've I've taken a class on keyboarding, literally in, in high school. And I'll tell you what was not in the lesson, the insert key. And I don't have a suggestion for replacing... I don't have a a suggestion for replacing the insert key with something of more function. Because I'm very comfortable with how the keyboard is now. They did a great job designing it. But I don't understand why things like that exist in the world that don't get used. Or even if they were used, their function makes no sense. It had to have been an intern at Microsoft, who, I think it was Microsoft that created the first computer. So, I assume that the keyboard has kind of remained the same. I don't actually know that, but I, I believe that Bill Gates had some kind of strategy in terms of how, why he built the keyboard the way it is. But, I think that, actually, you know what? I guess keyboards kind of came from typewriters. And typewriters are an underrated antique item. I don't really want one. But I do think they're cool, especially if they still work. And I read an article one time that there's one guy left, or not one guy, one store left in uh, New York City that fixes typewriters. And now it's just like a novelty item to have. Like no one actually uses it, but they just like having one and even more so having one that works. And uh, this guy is like a really old guy, like, and, like in his 80s. And he's the only one that's still open. There used to be like hundreds of typewriter shop- shops, like in the 1920s or whenever they were using those. And yeah, he they like, I think New York Times did an article on that. He's like the only one left. So that's just like a random tidbit for you. But anyway, I guess the keyboard came from that. But I don't, it had to be an intern for Microsoft. That was like, hey, you know, here's a project. Come up with a functional key on the keyboard that's not a letter that has like some sort of purpose. And he's like, I oh, hear it is. I'm going to an insert key. You know, you, you click back on a word that you misspelled. You click the insert key and you insert the the letter. And that kind of would have made sense, except that it replaces the next letter. But you need that letter. That doesn't help. So I don't know if they just like ran too far with the idea. And not only did they say, let's put one in there. Let's put one on the keyboard. Let's put two of them just in case. And look, on my, I'm looking at my laptop right now. The keyboard on my laptop has the insert key. Uh, so my key, my keyboard has a number pad on the right. So there's an insert key above the backspace next to the delete button And then there's another insert on the number pad. It's the zero. So if you didn't have number lock on, that would be another insert key. It's like, first of all, you put two on the keyboard, which is already overkill, and then you put them right next to each other. That's just bad design, man. How do I have student loans and people are designing keyboards poorly? Explain that. There's so many instances, instances in my life where someone else... That likely gets paid highly to do a certain job is doing it horribly, and I just think, why do I have student loans and that person is in their job doing that? A lot of it is like athletes. <laughs> truthfully, like I'll see an at like an NBA player that like, is is like forty percent from the free throw line, and for those that don't know, like the average is like seventy five percent, so they're like way below average. I'm like, how can that guy make it in the NBA making millions of dollars? Even the minimum in the NBA is like 400000 <clears> How can he be making that much money missing free throws? And I have student loans. Also, like, how can anybody be making millions? Millions. That's so many zeros. Millions. And I have just a couple tens of thousands of dollars in student loans. I, I think sometimes and this is more just like a pity story for me and I'm going to continue with it because it enrages me. There, You'll see like on Twitter uh, a bar tab for like an, an athlete or an entertainer of some sort that makes crazy money and they'll spend like $60,000 in one night at one bar on like food and then they bought drinks for like all their friends. They got bottle service. They got a private room. They got blah, 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 blah. You know, and then they end up 60 grand at the end of the night and they'll just pay it. You know, like it's nothing because they do make money that's like proportional to that. So it makes sense. And then I'm over here with probably $45,000 left in student loans. I'm like, that's one night in their life. They could literally change my life. They could literally change my life forever in one night if they just gave me what they spent at a bar. Actually, I would even hang out with them for that Friday or Saturday night for as long as they were at that bar. And I guarantee you, I would be... Probably 60% just as fun as that bar was. I can almost guarantee that. That kind of sounds like I'm prostituting my entertainment, which is not the best, but I'll take that. I will take it. It's just so absurd to me, like, how much money is in the world, and I still have student loans, and, like, I feel like I'm a very capable person, so... It's just frustrating. You it got me heated at you know nine forty five in the morning, on a Thursday. Um, I was driving through my hometown the other day, uh, which is not exciting in the least bit, and really is not relevant to the story. But I started it that way anyway. Um, and we were driving by the courthouse, and all, I mean every town has a courthouse for one thing or another. Most of them are just used to for people to pay speeding tickets let's be honest Um, any like real crime that happens goes to like a state courthouse or a federal one Um, but every you know every city small town or county has a courthouse and you go there as like a 16 year old when you get your first speeding ticket and you're like so nervous but it's really like not that big of a deal anyway the outside of the courthouses always have Latin on them Okay. And Latin, for those that don't know, is a dead language. So, no one, in other words, no one speaks it. That's what a dead language means. No one speaks Latin. You might can, like, I mean, there's like people that can read a little bit of it, but no one's just like speaking it fluently and then to another person that can understand it fluently. Like, those two people don't exist in the world like that. That's why it's called a dead language. And it's not used for anything other than like, loosely medical terms that we turned into English and then courthouses and maybe some on the dollar bill Every you know, all the dollar bills have Latin. And that's kind of the point is like, why, 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 why is that on a Jackson, Tennessee courthouse? Cause I promise you most people in Jackson, Tennessee can barely even read English, including me, much less Latin. Okay. I don't. I don't even. I was just about to say fraternities use Latin words, but that's how ignorant I am. They use Greek, and I don't even know what that is. So, what what tradition are we trying to hold by putting Latin on our courthouses and like federal documents? Think about that. I mean, what tradition is it that you think all of us comprehend? that it's important to put whatever the heck you put on our courthouse in latin. I, I I that makes no sense. Oh my gosh. I know I'm young. Like I I am part of the new generation that wants to change things in the world and I'm very proud of that. But and I and I sound like a millennial saying, you know, most of this podcast is me questioning everything in the world. That that's that's just a fact. But putting latin on a courthouse the people in the courthouse and the and the architects don't even know what it means. It's probably some they saw it on some federal document and just copied it up there. Like it probably says enter here because it's over all the doors. Or use the right door. We close at 5 p.m. It's gotta be something simple because there's no way they're putting, like, elaborate Latin on these courthouses and expecting anyone that goes to the courthouse to understand that. Especially regu- average Joe that just got a speeding ticket for going 49 in a 40 on a highway where everyone usually goes 55 and he's pissed. I'm pissed that he got a ticket too. That cop just was bored that day, and now he's got to go to the courthouse in the middle of town where no one visits anyway and look at this Latin on the side of 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 this courthouse and he's going to walk in there to talk to Miss Peggy Sue, who has been working at the courthouse for thirty five years doing the same job and pay his you know hundred and twenty dollar speeding ticket. And there's Latin on the outside of the courthouse. Are you kidding me? I I'd rather them put a sign over it that says Sesame Street than put some Latin up there that no one understands. It's on the dollar bills, I think. I, I don't carry cash a lot, to be real with you, but I I don't it's dead it's a dead language for a reason. We don't understand it. Or it's too hard to understand, man. That could probably be, that's honestly probably it. It was too hard. And the the last 10 people that spoke Latin were like, guys, like, we can't, I don't even, I don't even even understand it. Like, let's just learn Spanish or English and just be done with it. Because this is like way too complicated. No one likes to talk to us in this way. It takes too long to say words. We're over it. And they're like, yeah, that makes sense. Let's all take a vote. And all 10 of them were like, let's be done with it. Little did they know we'd still be putting it on American courthouses in the middle of the South. Look, if any of you guys speak any, any hint of Latin, please let me know. I will gladly take a picture over Christmas break of what our courthouse, what the letter, I don't even know, symbols, letters, uh, pictures, whatever they call them, of what the Latin is on the side of the courthouse, and you can translate it for me. I'm telling you, it says something simple like "enter here," something like that. Something else about the South that I noticed. I was just there for my sister's graduation. Shout out to my sister who graduated from college early. Um, she, you know, she's the epitome of a student that sees get degrees. Like, I, it's it might be tattooed on her body. Honestly, she lived by it so much, and there's nothing wrong with it. Let me be the first to tell you. Like, I felt pressure. When I was in school to get really good grades, and I did. I'm not even going to lie about it. I had a really good GPA. I graduated with honors. Some of it was I had to I had to get certain grades to keep my scholarship. I was on an academic scholarship. Um, but also my parents knew I was capable of getting good grades, so they expected me to. Um, but I remember asking my first employer if they cared about my GPA it was listed on my resume but like did you even look at it and they're like no I don't even know what you what degree you graduated with I barely know what school you went to so it doesn't matter let me be the first to tell you it doesn't matter just get the degree the degree doesn't matter half the time anyway it's just like a prerequisite that you have to have this piece of paper that says you did it and you you know then that's really all they care about anyway my sister graduated early she made a c in every class I think something like that Um, but she did it. So congrats to her. And my parents now officially have graduated all three of their kids and they are official, like real true empty nesters. And they act like it's going to be fun. Um, I'm not even sure my parents like who love each other dearly. I don't even know if they talk to each other anymore. I mean, they just like work and eat and sleep. And then they just like, don't ever talk to each other. So I don't know. I think that's just where you get in life when you're married to somebody for like a million years, like they are. And my parents are like, my sister's pretty young. She's 21. She's graduating college, and they're like, Maggie, like you have so much life ahead of you. Like you don't need to get, you don't need a boy. You don't need to get married. Like just live your life, you know. And you know what? What they're not saying is that my mom was married when she was 21, and my dad was 23. Okay, it's like, yeah, hypocrites. We hear you, but you wouldn't even live out your own advice. So I don't even know why I started talking about that. Um, What I noticed. In the South, is that around Christmas time, um, which for like normal people starts like maybe December fifteenth. Some people it's like December first, but like you know, in the South they start saying Merry Christmas in like you know, you know Fourth of July, just because it's a day. You know, it's a day in the year, and Christmas is going to be here, as they say, before you know it. They start wearing Christmas sweaters. You know, middle of August, they see a leaf fall from a oak tree. It's still green. It just got loose. It's not even ready, you know. It's not even dying for the winter. And they start saying merry christmas. At Thanksgiving, you know, they got the tree up and and you have to eat on a on a on a santa plate. You know, they they start christmas early, let me tell you. And they'll say merry christmas to anything. I'll be the first to tell you. I mean, you'll walk around as a salesman, you're trying to sell cars, and they're, and they're asking you about your Christmas plans. Okay. Uh, we were walking through the mall and in a Belk, which no one ever needs to go to. You know, the Belk, that's like Kmart. The Belk is closing. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that. The Belk might open at 8 a.m., but it looks like it's closing forever. No one's shopping in the Belk. But this guy, this, this uh, worker in the Belk, we're trying to leave, man. It looks like it's getting looted and there's a crime scene. And we're trying to leave... And this man says, "Have a Merry Christmas." I'm like, "Ain't nothing merry going on in here in this belt." I'll be I'll tell you that. And also, we didn't ask you anything. We're just walking by, and they say, "Merry Christmas." I told my mom like, "I I think I could have just told that dude that I murdered my sister, and he would have said, "That, you know, have a Merry Christmas though." That's all they care about is just getting those two words out. They just were so bad, man. It's people in the South, they want to say Merry Christmas so bad. They, January one, New Year's Day, they'll say Merry Christmas for the next year, for 2020 Christmas. They start sending out Christmas cards, you know, in February for Valentine's Day. They might send you a Christmas card. You walk up to somebody in the South and you say, "You, I, I never want, you know, you're the worst person in the world. I don't want to talk to you anymore." They'll say Merry Christmas in response. And this is in April. It's it's very strange, and look, I I like Christmas fine. It's fine. I I try to be an advocate for the reason for the season that you know that's Jesus' birth. That's what we're celebrating, and I don't like getting gifts because I feel like I'm obligated. I could get somebody you know a gift card to Chili's or a gift card to Olive Garden on a random day in June. Okay? I don't need Christmas to do that. And I fall into it, man. I I do. I get my family gifts because I feel obligated. I love giving gifts. A lot of times I'll give them something that I like. I don't care if they like it or not. I really don't. If I like it, I'm only going to spend money on something that I like. So, just know if you ever get a gift from me, it's something that I picked out that I like, that I would want in my own life, and I just hope that you like it, really. And I have good taste, so usually I'm pretty, I'm, I'm okay with that. Not always, but I'm okay. Like, I got my sister this necklace for her birthday. I don't celebrate birthdays, but I'm like, you know, it's a random Wednesday in September. I'll get her something. I was at an antique shop, and I was like, I'm going to see if I can get her something. Or not an antique shop, a flea market. And flea markets are what they sound like. They basically just sell fleas. I mean, it's just crap. They literally sell crap for pennies. It's 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 actually incredible that people take the time out of their day to set up a booth at a flea market. Um, but I was like, I'm gonna see if I could do it for under five dollars. See if I can get her something. And I made a necklace. What I did was I found this like little bitty uh, stopwatch, little bitty. I mean, it's probably the size of a penny. You definitely wouldn't tell time on it, but it looks kind of cool. And then I found like a really skinny or a really thin um, necklace thing, like the I don't know how to say that, like the, the loop part. Um, it had nothing on it. It was just the chain. Oh, the chain. That's what I meant to say. The chain. So like a little thin chain and I looped it through the small, uh, stopwatch. And I thought it was cool. I genuinely did. I spent $4 total on those t- on the chain and then the small stopwatch, which pr- I don't even remember, probably didn't even work. It didn't matter. It was just for looks anyway. And I gave it to her and I thought it was cool. I, I thought it would actually be a necklace that she would wear maybe not every day but like on some occasion with some outfit that it might look cool. I she doesn't know where it is, okay? I struck out on that one. I I admit the L. I she didn't like it. She doesn't probably doesn't know where it is now and is never going to find it. And even if I asked her to find it, she still wouldn't do it because she doesn't like it. And that was kind of on me, but I actually thought it was cool and I enjoyed the search for it. So Sometimes that happens. Sometimes when I give gifts, I strike out and I'll be the first to admit it. But always, without exception, I buy a gift that I like. I called my sister, my older sister yesterday and told her I got a gift. And I said, it's the best gift ever. And she was like, "Okay, that's cool. And you could tell in her in her mind, she was thinking it's the best gift ever. According to him, I'm probably not going to like it. And she may be right. Um, I don't think she listens to this podcast, so I could tell you what it is, but just in the small chance that she does, I'm not going to say it, but it is a cool gift and I got it because I like it and I think it's going to be cool. So we'll see how it goes. I'll report back whether she liked it or not. Um, and let you guys know what it is. Um, the last thing, so, you know, if you're in the South, just know from like basically January to December, the only response that people have to you is merry christmas and it's really annoying and you don't really understand why they do it so early or why they seem to just only be able to say those two words but that's just the way it is um so if if, have you guys ever seen the movie Grease? well i can't hear your responses but i have to assume that everybody's seen it uh, it's a, a movie with John Travolta and whatever the woman's an actor name is that plays Sandy. Everybody knows who she is, but I don't keep up with actors. Um, And then the last scene, which is like a very iconic scene in movie history, they have the um singing, sing-along thing at the fair, which is like a horrible description, but that's basically what happens. And Sandy's pants that she wears pants is like a that's the name of them but they're really like uh leggings like leather leggings which they didn't have those back they didn't have leggings back then but um this is that's what she had on and supposedly i don't know how true this is but supposedly they had to sew them on her they were so tight they had to like put the fabric on her and then sew them up and that's how tight they were and back in the day like that's wild that they would do that you know because they had to use, like, needles and thread back then. And they didn't have, like, you know, sewing machines or zippers or whatever that we have now. I don't actually know that. but I don't even think that movie's that old. I mean, if John Travolta's in it, it can't be that old. But anyway, um, I always tell people, like, when I'm picking out a suit, like a a nice suit for myself to buy or to rent and wear, that I want my pants... And the suit to fit like Sandy's pants did. I want them to sew it on me. I really do. I want it that tight. I wear skinny jeans that when I take them off, my leg hairs make a a sigh. You can hear it. They go, you know. I can physically hear it. That's how tight my jeans are. And I'm fine with it. One time I put on women's women's skinny jeans and I could wear them. So I'm not ashamed to say it. Anyway, I think that since... I'm not the only one in the world that wants my suit like that, that tight. I think Under Armour should start making suits. And I say that as a joke a little bit, but kind of serious at the same time. I don't want it to be made out of Under Armour material, but they clearly have, have monopolized the tight-fitting shirt market. Okay? So I think if they just started making sport coats and maybe dress shirts and then pants that fit the same way that Under Armour does, they would have a pretty good market. I mean, think about it. People wear those, the Under Armour shirts, to be tight. And like, compression shorts, they get from there, to be tight on purpose. Okay? So if they just made it with like, whatever fabric you normally use to make slacks and like a sport coat, they just made it with the same dimensions as they would an Under Armour piece of clothing. I think they do pretty good. I'll tell you one thing, I'd be I'd be an early buyer, an early adopter of under armor suits. And maybe under armor it doesn't do doesn't take my advice, but somebody should. I mean tight. I want the suits tight. I want it to fit like a um, wetsuit that you wear when you go scuba diving scuba diving. That's kind of what I want. I want it to be that tight and then the sport coat of course goes on top. And it's also that tight, you know, I want to be able to go to a wedding, sit in the audience and look tight and then be also be able to put on a scuba mask and jump in the ocean. That's what I want. Or to be able to do the last scene in Greece and not look out of place. That's what I want. So if you're ever thinking about getting me a gift of some clothing, it needs to be tight. Okay. Okay. Um, that's all I have for this week. Um, we hit the 30-minute mark, and that's when we stop because we're not trying to take up your whole day. Okay? We're, we're respectful of your day. Thanks for joining me. Um, we Nate mentioned this last week, but we will be off this upcoming week due to the Christmas holiday. Um, actually, I'm going to pull up my calendar right now and see when we'll be back. So um, we'll record something for the second January 2nd is when we will be back. Um, that is the day after new year's. Um, and new year's like nothing happens anyway. So we'll have plenty of time. Um, so we'll, we will talk to you guys again on January 2nd. So look forward to that again. This is the first of all podcasts. We put out new episodes every Thursday. Um, we hope that we will, you know, you'll continue to stick with us. Like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Um, we post all the episodes there and, um, like random news and stuff like that so just follow us on there to keep keep uh keep yourself informed uh thanks for joining me i'll talk to you guys soon